everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your weekly source of food service marketing and business strategies for success. Here are your hosts, Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri. Hey everybody, welcome back to QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Grant, Beth, and Tony here from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holson, Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for success. First things first, Tony, welcome back. You were gone last week. I was. I wasn't part of the uh, Super Bowl pick debacle. We really missed you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Grant oh, and I were right. By the yeah. way, yeah, you were right. I was wrong. Just Who would case. you have picked, Tony? Uh, I would always pick anyone playing the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, I was totally wrong. The Rams... Didn't do too hot. Oh, I tell you then. If well, no it, one really did too hot. No. But I, I tell so you, you know, already won. So it was good. You know, the party was though was in New Orleans, man. That was right, awesome. Yeah. They played Super Bowl from 2010 again. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a level of petty I aspire to be. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's, you're almost there. I, yeah. I, I am. I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> I feel like he's already used that whole stretch. <laughs> well, we, we digress. Um, today <laughs> we're really honored to have Kimber Russell here with us today. She's a coach and director of content development for business coaching. So welcome, Kimber. Great to be here. Excited. Um, you want to just kind of dive in and tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. Uh, I have a very robust background in retail. Fell in love with retail. It's about the only thing I know is retail and business. So I thought, what better career opportunity to take all of that experience and help people develop different business strategies and really work on employee engagement. So I've worked uh, retail banking, big box retail, and uh, when I was finishing my master's, I had the opportunity to create a business plan for coaching and have a s- opportunity to run mm-hmm. a small business coaching outfit for a couple of years and then was able to join Grit Business Coaching alongside with Patrick Carpenter, our president. And it's been fun ever since. So we get to travel the United States, help businesses of all different kinds. That's awesome. Um, so uh, what exactly does uh, Great Business Coaching or GBC do? do? So we um, are able to assess your business, um, kind of see where you're at with the life cycle of your business. And at the end of the day, we really focus on employee engagement. Employee engagement can really turn around any problem that you have from financial profitability issues, to culture issues, to employee retention. So we really come in and look at what we can do from a strategy and implementation phase and really just give companies and leadership all of the different tools um, that we offer. So we can do on-site training. We have online coaching for those that don't have the opportunity to travel, but we really get in and go to the root of the problem instead of of just giving a lot of fluff mm-hmm. we go in mm-hmm. do the assessment and really just dive in every business is different every industry is different every culture is different so it's uh, hard to go in and just say one thing fits any business and so we have a very robust portfolio to get in there and help whatever problems might have well while we were talking beforehand you had a very interesting stat and it was seven out of ten employees are uh, disengaged when it comes to your business like that is incredible. I mean, the fact of like, what are you losing out on just because of that high number of disengagement? Absolutely. When you think about it, um, seven out of ten people are really sitting down on the job. So you have three people carrying your entire, you know, workload on their back, and so then you start to see that those high engaged employees are then feeling like they're carrying their entire team, and it becomes pretty 
toxic and systemic across the board when there's cultures that have lots of disengaged people. So seven out of 10 people are just sitting down and then on top of that, um, two out of those people are actually kind of being a cancer and even being actively disengaged and talking poorly about the company, talking poorly to other individuals and bringing down even more people. So it becomes even a larger issue than seven out of 10 people being disengaged. Well, I've always heard you know, the 80-20 rule, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people, so maybe it's a 70-30 rule now. <laughs> um, so I, I guess it's getting better. <laughs> um, but you know, that's, that's one thing that I don't think a lot of folks fully understand and realize is the financial impact that goes along with that, not just from productivity issues or um, how that person then conveys the company image to the customer, but then also in turnover on you're, you're producing people because they get burned out and they feel like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm carrying, like you said, I'm carrying the team and, you know, no one will get off the bench and help me out and then all of a sudden they get burned out and then they move along and then then you, you have some eye-opening moments, I think, probably as owners are like, wow, do, do I really don't have anyone to step in and fill those gaps. So this is a great opportunity to have someone like GBC come in and, and do the business coaching model, do that assessment and, and help, you know, business owners understand, you know, maybe their situation a little bit deeper um, because they're so busy. I know I have several friends that run businesses and they are so busy being the face of the business all the time. They don't have the opportunity sometimes to actually be in the business as much as they need to be. Um, and, and that can really be detrimental financially. So, I mean, how, you guys are able to work with like small businesses or large corporations too? Absolutely. We can go into any size organization, any industry, and it's interesting that you talk about, you know, the financial impact. And it's something that we ask really any of our clients is, do your employees think and act like owners? It doesn't matter if you're employee-owned or privately held. Um, it just really kind of comes to ensuring that people have the financial knowledge to make impactful decisions. And so we spend a lot of time around financial literacy and providing tools to the frontline people. When we hand somebody a financial, we're really telling a story. Numbers are not just numbers anymore. It's really telling the frontline story. And so are we winning? Are we losing? Are we keeping score? And a lot of times, our frontline employees don't know that. We spend more time in our work environment than we do uh, spending with our families, um, doing any sort of hobbies. And so when we start to think about that, I wanna know if I'm winning or losing if I spend all of my time pretty much at my job, am I winning or losing? Because a little bit of my identity is wrapped into that Absolutely. and I wanna feel good about my life. I wanna mm -hmm. feel good about what I'm doing and I wanna make sure that it's impactful. So we really give the entire organization the tools by going over financial terms and making them checkbooks simple. We want it to truly be impactful. So it, not only is it helping in their professional setting, it's also helping their home life. So that personal and professional growth and development is really important. And that's something that we stress as one of our core values is truly provi providing that added value wherever uh, that employee is going to go. We hear a lot about employee retention and not all employees leaving is a bad thing, whether it's an issue with performance. But we also focus on the other side of that. If somebody outgrows your company, there's no movement for them, there's not a position and they've outgrown your company. We want the best performance of those employees while we have them. And sometimes we unfortunately have to see wonderful people leave. But 
knowing that as an organization and as a leader, you've made a very large impact on their life. There's no better revenue stream from that. Happy employees make happy customers. And then on the other side of that too, a lot of those people are gonna come back and refer their friends and family to want to be an employer of choice. So I think there's a lot of different variables when we start to talk about financial performance and it just becomes more robust. Well, and having that purposeful you know, engagement is so much more impactful to a business uh, beyond just the day-to-day, and like you mentioned, the full aspect of that employee's um, you know, health, their home and life, and, you know, and having that, that purposeful engagement to really drive things forward. And in an ownership's thinking, it, it, it's not a matter so much, like you said, of you know, whether they're employee-owned or privately held, but to understand the cost of doing business. I think there's a lot of misperceptions that, well, the owner or the boss is making all this money and they don't understand why they seem stressed about stuff and they don't realize that, you know, depending on their industry, you know, they may be clearing 5%. And, you know, in other industries may be higher, but, you know, I mean, they, I don't think because there's that lack of vision and that line of sight to those financials, um, there's just some misconceptions. You, you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. It's interesting that you bring that up. The average of 212 industries is that they're clearing about six and a half percent, so six cents on the dollar. And when we take general opinion, somebody walking in the door with really no financial literacy, no business literacy, they think that the average business makes 36 cents on the dollar. So there's a huge misconception mm-hmm. there. So you know, your frontline employees are saying, oh, well, we're making 36 cents on the dollar. The CEO and the senior leadership's taking wheelbarrows of, you know, money and filling up semi-trucks on Friday and taking them to their house and to the bank. It's <laughs> Scrooge McDuckin. That's right. We can <laughs> laugh about it, and but it's a very um, important reality for us as leaders and business owners and supervisors of any sort to really educate our employees and give them that reality that it's hard to make money and it's there's a lot of difference between profitability and cash if you're not profitable obviously (laughs) that's a rough (laughs) go but at the same time you can be very profitable and don't have any cash on hand and so it's important that people understand it's a little bit harder to make money than the average person would think yeah it's Mm -hmm. an important perspective for the employees to have for sure Um, one question I was kind of came up for me um, in your, to- in your time that you have uh, with coaching some of these businesses, um, has there, is there any examples that you can recall that um, has sh- translated for the company into actual like financial gain that they've seen come through? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, right now we're in the middle of an implementation and there's roughly a thousand people that are going through financial literacy training with us. We have a really great board game uh, called Profit and Cash. And it's a little bit like playing Monopoly. And so through that, they're learning the basic fundamentals of financial decision-making and to see the impact that business is unpredictable. We have some fun draw cards that will give you a good luck card, a bad luck Mm -hmm. card, give you a decision card, and there's usually some implications of financial loss or gain. And so through that activity, uh, people then go back to the front line and they are able to create that line of sight with their leader and saying, well, this is what I learned. How can I apply it to you know, my impact? And it's from anything of scrap materials to breaking 
which is just a general write-off on the bottom line, and it's a lot easier to save a dollar than to earn a dollar. So I think that the immediate results are very, very um, evident, but when you start to look at the 60, 90, one-year, three-year, five-year mark, there's very significant growth in all of the business lines that we intersect. Well, I know you mentioned the profit and cash game, and uh, Josh and I uh, got to go through that, and um, that it was it was eye-opening, you know, I mean, just because of the fact that the things that, you know, like the, the, the draw cards, you know, we, we had a real good run in the first half of the game. Yeah. We were doing really, really well. And then we found the other stack of cards. <laughs> this happened or that happened and all this, this incurred this expense and that expense. And, um, you know, it, it flipped our business upside down in a very short time. Um, and, you know, thankfully it was just on paper. Um, but it was just amazing, you know, to be able to go through that because the, I don't think the average employee understands the things that can come up on a whim or can really f truly connect without being, uh, you know, given the opportunity to learn about the business sense and the business literacy, as you put it, you know, of what's taking place on a daily basis that can happen to impact everybody across the board and why what they do has is so key, really, whether they're making, you know, $9 an hour or $90 an hour, what they're doing is extremely key to the um, overall effectiveness and positive uh, impact of that business. Absolutely, and that game is great because it's experiential learning. You're immersed in the game, you get to roll the dice, everyone gets to play a vital part and a role in creating that business and really putting life to it. But that experiential learning, what a great day of work to come in and play yeah. a board game. But with that experiential learning, people tend to take that and really it sinks in for them and they're able to take that from a long-term perspective instead of just sitting down with the CEO and having some financial terms thrown at them or going through a PowerPoint. That experiential learning is really what takes grit business coaching to that next level and providing a service that is truly impactful for the long term. Yeah, I would suspect that really helps the employees to buy into the whole open book and stuff. And like, Well, not necessarily open book, but those types of management strategies. Um, because I, I would guess maybe at the beginning, you know, some of them could be a little bit skeptical, um, but maybe after playing that game, does that seem to help them out quite a bit? Absolutely. I think when anybody says you're going to come for financial training, everyone starts right. to take that uh. deep breath and say, uh, <laughs> because there's a huge shift in our culture. We're really teaching students to take tests. There's not a whole lot of real life application. And so when we start to think about that, people immediately think, oh, I have to take a test. There's no test with us. It's really getting in and having that experience and taking that to the next level. And with that, it's interesting to see people come in very, you know, rigid and kind of stoic and just <laughs> kind of looking out of the corner of their eye. And then by the end of that, they're laughing, they're having a great time, they're engaged, they're relaxed. And so you can definitely see the shift. It takes us about 15 minutes to get people <laughs> out of that worried frame of mind. But it's great to see people um, bonding. It's a great team building exercise on top of the financial literacy. And it's one of the best tools I've seen throughout my career. That's awesome. So go ahead, Beth. I was going to say, well, speaking of learning, you guys have an event that's coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we have a grit culture workshop. It's going to be here in Holt Summit at the PFS Brands headquarters. And we have 
about 35 seats available. And we're really going to cover on day one how to really focus on communication. There's lots of different strategies out there, but we have an intense communication uh, huddle that we'll be going over. And outside of our board game, we also have some other game theory and really figuring out what, mat what numbers matter the most and putting some games around them, getting people engaged. So we like to call those sprints and 90-day fun, um, jam-packed, in-your-face numbers. Uh, but it's a game and people always like to once again win and see if they're keeping score. And so we'll be going over that. And we have an option for a second half day where you'll actually have the opportunity to play that profit and cash board game. So you can take it, but it's going to be a holistic yeah. um, approach and workshop. So you'll kind of get the hands with getting in, getting it done, mm -hmm. your mind, you're getting engaged. And then really the heart piece of that is how we're going to connect with people. So we look at that on a holistic systems approach. So if they were interested in registering, could they go to gritbusinesscoaching.com? That's exactly it. Uh, that's two T's on grit. Yes. So G-R-I-T-T businesscoaching.com. Um, so we always like to do, ask three questions to the people we interview. I guess Beth forgot to tell you this, and I did too before we started. It's going to be like a lightning round. Yeah. Love surprises. <laughs> so I guess the first question we'll just ask, we always ask, what is one um, entrepreneurial business or marketing book you'd, you would recommend to anybody listening? Um, I'm currently reading Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, and it's really interesting. It's not your traditional business book, but it gives us a new perspective, and it gives us a little bit of insight as to why we have snap judgments. And so it's a book that I'm currently reading that I found fascinating, so it would be a recommendation. Interesting. Do you guys remember the other questions? Is, yeah. Where's the, I think the, the next marketing the, and business trend yeah. for yeah, 2019? Oh, boom, Grant. <laughs> so it would be your, what kind of trend do you think we'll see in the business industry or in the marketing industry, whichever one you'd like to take that angle on, um, that's going to have the biggest impact for this year or next year? I think there's definitely a recession looming. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I think what the focus should be is recession-proofing your business with getting employees engaged, feeling like there's a culture where they're you know, safe and can thrive. And so it's putting in those business practices and really taking the time to educate your employees on your strategy and your plan to make it through a recession. I think a lot of people start to feel fearful in recession and we want to make sure that people feel good about coming to work and if there's going to be issues we need to be transparent with that. And there needs to be definitely some strategy behind that. Well, and that's good. And whether it comes or not, to have that plan in place is the key part. To know what it is, be confident in that plan. So if it comes to pass, you're you're, you're there and you're you're ready and you can move forward. And one of the, the third question we typically will ask is, um, what was one bit of advice that you'd give, you know, an entrepreneur or small business owner, um, you know, whether they're just starting out or early in their career? What was one thing you would say that they really need to focus on? Um, investing in yourself and investing in your employees I think is critical so take the time to read take the time to be engaged with listening to different podcasts listening to TED talks really immersing yourself in the business world there's so many great things out there and working for right now we've really taken the best of the best and you have to search through a lot of things mm -hmm. to find the best of the best and so not everything works for every industry or business line so keep at it it's one of those practice makes perfect and you have to yeah. go through the trial and error to find some good results but just keep at it 
we use the word grit for a reason. So yeah. you need to be gritty, you need to be out there and just keep persevering. That's great advice. Well, awesome. well done. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if anybody wants to reach out to you, can they go to gritbusinesscoaching.com or is there anywhere else they can get a hold of you? Yeah, we have a Facebook page as well. We'd love to have you follow us there and my information is listed there and be happy to reach out any other way. You can follow us on LinkedIn as well. Well, perfect. Thanks very much for coming on. Perfect. Appreciate your time today very much. So. Yeah. And Thanks, all, Kimber. Yeah. And for all those listening, if you want to uh, reach, have any questions for us, reach out to us at QSRNation at PFSBrands.com. Subscribe to the bodca- podcast at PFSBrands.com slash podcast. And yeah, and once again, Kimber, this is great advice. All of our retailers and food service locations out there can use any of this to engage their employees. Mm-hmm. Any parting words? If Just, you like the content, be sure to share us. Sharing is caring. So on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. She's getting good at saying that. Thank you. Sharing is caring. I'm going to get her a t-shirt. And we'll post uh, a link to uh, Grit Business Coaching's website in the comments, too. Which you can also share. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we get carried away again, for Josh, Grant, Beth, and Tony, we'll talk to you next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Cooper's Express. You can find your nearest location at coopersexpress.com forward slash locations. Be sure to stop by next week for another episode of QSR Nation. And be sure to check us out online at pfsbrands.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>